Hey guys, this is Meg Dre, and you're now listening to Nomi Chronicles. Presenting the West Coast. I just wanted to say hello to all of the tribe, and this episode is presented by Nomi Visuals and Selly. It's Selly on your Selly. My name is Sally, also known as DJ Tisa. I am a DJ from the UK. I started DJing when I was like 19, 20. So where did you grow up specifically? I actually grew up in Nigeria, then moved to the UK. So I'm born in Nigeria. We didn't live in, in Lagos or, you know, the major cities. We lived in the kind of the, the, the village setting. Then we moved to the UK when we were like, when I was like 11. We grew up in London, West hey. London, Mackillington area. We're not posh, believe me. We're not, <laughs> we're not posh. So were you involved in any clubs or organizations, sports or music during your school days? I wasn't really into any clubs. I was, I was actually quite anti. Spent a lot of my time actually in the library. Back in school, I actually wanted to do drama and stuff, but I wasn't as confident. You know how you, how you're just looking at so many things that you want to do in, in your life and music was one of them it just like so it was your creative outlet have you heard of this thing called paralysis of analysis yes that comes from anxiety so you analyze so much i'm i'm guilty of this like sometimes it has even got me to a point that i don't get anything done because i'm just wondering oh how do i market it how do i do this how do i do that it's a lot to weigh on a creative's mindset as well, yeah. especially going into your progress because you're always thinking about, oh my gosh, I have all these deadlines. I have my own projects, but then I'm working on other people's projects. Yeah. And it's like at one point you're working on building everyone else up, but what about you? And exactly. you have to build up your own brand. It kind of takes pieces of yourself. You're literally yeah, like- revealing pieces of yourself, but then it's also like, oh my gosh, you have to let go of the perfection at one point or else it'll never get put out. But yeah. we're overcritical yeah. of our work. There is something called the imposter syndrome as well, where you feel like you're not being yourself yourself. You feel like you're kind of, that everything that you're doing is kind of like, you know, you're kind of being an imposter. You're not being authentic enough. Now it's time to become a thing where I'm thinking of regularly is the fact that us artists, we are the cake. We are the sweets or the whatever you want to put a product on we are it so it is important for us to get us right if that makes sense in terms of we have to ensure that we are in the best possible state before we can create anything and just like a baker works on the cake and spends time with the cake and make sure that the cake is is edible and really edible and you know tastes really sweet we have to do the exact same thing with ourselves to actually ensure that the work that we are putting out is actually consumable, you know, that we can put put ourselves in the space to actually put out the work that we want to put out. You have to make sure that your mental state is allowing you to not disassociate, but to essentially put blinders on so that you can focus on your work. And that's another thing is focus can definitely play a big part. There's a lot of parts and working gears that goes into being a creative. I had a professor one time tell me, you know, artists are problem solvers. Yeah. If something's not working, we tweak it Uh, or we get rid of it. We're turning nothing into something. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, even if it's reproduction, you're still making it. You still have to know what the specs are. And that also comes with time and knowledge and wisdom. It took me a lot of years (laughs) to be able to learn these shortcuts that I don't have to think about it. Yeah. It takes a lot of practice and a lot of discipline. I don't think people understand how much discipline it is or how much it takes 
for you to be a creative and especially to be an industry professional. Yeah, because it is discipline because there are times that you do that you do want to take your foot off the gas. But it goes back to that point that you mentioned in terms of mental health. Like you need to put yourself in a point where you know that the way I see it, when you have a brand, you cannot let your let people that buy into that brand down. Creatives let other things distract them yes. into making poor business decisions, whether it be people, whether it be other projects. And I think that that's what goes into what I'm trying to teach people interested in becoming, winning the creative industry is that you need to be wiser about the decisions that you make once you're doing business because you're being impatient yeah. or you don't want to sell yourself short because you think that's the only opportunity you're going to get. You have a whole life to live and a whole life of opportunities and creativity. And you know what? I, I think that's what's great about mental health is that it's all about your mindset. Yeah, 100%. Because if you don't think that, like what I mentioned before, if you don't think you belong there, if you don't think your work is up to par, or your work isn't high quality, then that's what other people are going to think because you think that. And you're telling yeah. people what about your work. But that's something you're going to have to overcome. You can't teach that. Yeah. You have to overcome that yourself as an artist. But it, every artist has their own journey. That's just a part of it. Yeah, actually my journey, because I probably had the lowest self-esteem. I, I actually felt like I didn't have anything to offer anyone. I still felt, I, I felt like that for, I would say, the first seven to eight years of my career. Like that never went away. And it really, it stopped me at one point from really doing what I wanted to do because I really wanted to go into production and actually put something out. And that's where you actually need to like have your own input on that. You have to put your own soul into that. It needs to come from the heart. You know what I mean? If you're thinking about, oh, I'm going to do all this stuff because I want to do be famous. Yeah. You're thinking about yeah. all the wrong stuff, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. You got to want to do it because yeah. you love it. Yeah. Like, um, well, because your audience can feel that. Exactly. Like, if yeah. your clients can see that. Yeah. If you can make people feel something help them overcome something then it's worthwhile exactly with what i was saying before like especially when you're doing something that you know is coming from the heart and you know it's coming from a pure place it actually does help with the mental health part because at least you don't feel like you know you're being inauthentic and also well you and you don't feel like you're alone exactly yeah exactly and like also make yourself a lot more relatable having really low self-esteem really stops you from creating and that damages your whole brand in total, because people do not actually know, not what it is that you have to present, but most importantly, are you going to be here in two years? Not being comfortable to put out your work actually pushes your business back because people don't yeah. know you. Typically in the professional fields, you have a portfolio yeah. or you're, you're published or you're, you've been a speaker on panels or what have you, and they've seen your work. But if they don't know you and they don't have an intro to you because you haven't put out the work, yeah. how are they going to know? what you're about exactly and if you, if your brand is the right fit for their brand really good point and very valid ones too because like i said like we are the cake and let people actually get a taste of what we have to offer like because i personally feel like a lot of people days day and age they look at those one hit wonders and look at the people yeah. that you know got overnight success and they try and emulate that everybody's journey is different quite to your story in yeah. particular because you're un your own unique person. I think that's a lot of times why people draw towards Cardi B and all these different artists because they're authentic and they're real, but they're real in the beginning. Yeah. That's the thing. 
and and this is what I try to tell these young artists um, when they ask me, how do you get in the industry? Because at the end of the day, when you're putting up all this facade and you've got all this, gotten all this notoriety, you're going to wish you were yourself because it's exhausting to pretend to be something yeah. you're not. And, and to literally just add on to, to what you say in terms of being yourself, like once you're not being who you are, like, and that is having to be, be become okay with who you are because a lot of people, like I said, it's, yes. especially if you're suffering from self-esteem issues, you're definitely not going to feel like you want to, you know, that, you, that you're good enough. Well, with yourself. It is awesome because it yeah. heals you in a way. It allows you to portray yourself or your personality into your work where you wouldn't be able to articulate in person. Like, I personally articulate feelings very well, but I can through art. It's worthwhile of seeing and practicing every single kind of medium that helps you heal and helps um, allow you to be yourself within your work. Not as for yeah. the birds. <laughs> like, it is not, not it, worth it. it. People that don't love you for you being yourself are not your people matter if they don't like you or not not everyone is gonna like you not everyone's gonna like your work it's very very important for the flawed as the work that you do and i need to we we really need, need to understand to understand that it's okay to be yourself it's okay to take time off or take time to relax or try something else if you have a creative block but so important to of mental health a lot of times people and especially being in the entertainment industry a lot of people try to use a lot of distractions and negative coping mechanisms but at the end of the day channel your pain into your art media and the internet that we're not present in real life in real time feel this too because i'm always on my phone like more aware and more present Regan, that's what I was saying. It's important. It, it, it is important for what you guys do to actually mentor to mentor to mentor these artists because we need to actually remember why we actually do what we, what we do because whether whether or not whether or not we like to accept it, there is something in us that wants to do this. Maybe we we do it so that we we can tell stories in in the in the hope of inspiring change or acting characters so that we can tell you, you know you know we are in the business of storytelling so to speak oh for sure um, and it, it's it's not just storytelling it's making people feel something yeah. that people can relate to on a, a human level yeah on yeah 100 percent. and it's important for for these poor mentors to actually guide us but at the same time allow us to actually re remember every single time why we're doing it because it's so easy to lose sight of that one. <laughs> it's so easy to post an artwork and then what? It goes viral and you're like, oh my God, I'm popping. I don't need to do anything exactly. else. Like, no, you have to still work. Yeah, exactly. You got to still keep a grind. And then that's another thing is I love connecting with all the people on my social media platforms because I feel like, honestly, those are my, that's my community. I love talking to people about comic books. I love talking to people about art. I love talking to people about music and movies and everything encompassing that because, and, and that's another thing is you have to connect with 
your community. No person is meant to stand alone. 100%. Well, I... And especially, you know, we're tribal creatures. We thrive when we're a part of communities and we're part of different kinds of people and just people from all walks of life. I, I prefer to be around people that don't, that either share the same story as me or they're in a totally unrelated industry. Yeah. I think that's awesome because yeah, we can gain insight from each and every one of those people. 100%. And I'm, I'm glad you said that because all through history, there is no, like looking at like, you know, warfare, for example, there is no such thing as getting a nation or building a nation without a community to start, to start it off. Like Alexander the Greek did not, you know, take all, the whole of Persia but on his own. Neither did, um, neither the Egyptians back then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like the point I'm making is like from a music standpoint, every artist needs a producer. They need a a videographer. They need a team. And that's the thing is that people don't understand as creatives. They're like, oh, I don't mess with anybody. Like my circle's small. But at the same time, if you want to be successful, no person has, no successful person has made it on their own without a team. And plus, and plus, when I had that mentality back then of... The closest opportunity. Yeah, it, it did. Because back in school, a lot of my... Like, there are a few friends of mine that are now doing quite well. One is a professional footballer. And yes. one of one is a professional actress now. Like, they're doing quite well. And I can't connect with them because I was that boy in the corner, that boy that put himself off. Now, that actually played negatively going into adulthood because I continued that pattern. The only reason why I'm out of that mode is simply because of the fact that I wanted to be a DJ. I wanted to, um, I wanted to be in music. So because of that, I had to get myself out of that comfort zone and actually start interacting and networking with people because that is 80% of the battle in my honest opinion. Leads and your clients could be at the coffee shop. It could be anywhere. Like, and the thing is too, is that, so let's say for example, if I'm at party or if I'm at happy hour or if I'm at yeah. a bar or a restaurant and I meet someone and I'm like, yeah, you're really cool. But I don't tell them that I'm an artist and they have a huge design firm. I know that if I don't tell them. Quite a few connections actually made. Yeah, I actually DJ. And then, oh, oh, um, there's like um, he's trying to find as much DJ to put onto his roster because agencies can't survive without us. You know what I mean? If I didn't say, oh yeah. Honestly, third artists to come to that level though. Artists, a lot of work to develop the confidence to say, hey, you get a lot of people that say, it's just a hobby. Turn that into a career. Confidence if I didn't go to business school experience what I know like you know like that's where everything started confidence because door selling people all the time so that got rid of the hard part of conversation with people thing is Sally is that you had to go through that training and those experiences of rejection and denial young artists have to go through that themselves you cannot teach that to people have that experience 
It's true. Like, I can only say, like, I think most artists should put themselves through that. I personally think so. I think that would help them a lot in their career. Constructive criticism, that's, like, a huge help. Constructive criticism is to make of it. That's what it pulls for mental health. They, oh, you know what? It's fine. Constructive criticism from this professional and someone that I admire and respect. And I'm going to apply that into my artwork. But if it's just some troll on the internet, I don't care about them. Some artists that sometimes, if you get so yeah. much feedback and you don't know how to out, think that comes with time and age, age, but time and experience to be able to filter out. That. Yeah. Agree with you. Like, have you heard of narcissism? Traits of that when I was a lot younger. Probably like looking back, main driver for actually not taking on criticism at all. Narcissism is that, you know, I don't need to improve. I'm already dope. Because that hurts you so poorly. Like that reflects so poorly on person has yeah. worked with X amount of people talking about yeah and they want to see you thrive and you don't take that criticism that can help you to about mentorship starting off we're so sensitive right sensitive. and even now your career will be super sensitive could tell you you know what i think that if you did that i think that that would be cool if you did yeah. it this way because they know it works it's the opportunity constructive criticism 100%, 100%. from professionals People yeah. or like OGs, basically, because your OGs, however you want to put it, in the industry giants and the trendsetters that have been in their industry forever, do advice. There are people that take that for granted. Don't take that for granted. You, a lot of times too, people in maturity, they're like, "No, I'm good. I'm good, bro. I don't need to do anything." Yeah. The same feedback you from everybody attention. else. Because you um, need to pay attention. Like, <laughs> Because you cannot open your views and open your your business up to be reviewed and to be critiqued. It's your growth. This is up all your logistics. That you cannot or do if someone doesn't say, hey, work on this part of your craft, which you work on this part of your craft. Oh, whether or not to keep something on the menu. Exactly, true. If you don't get feedback. The one bad cake that no one likes, and you keep serving and saying that is, is the best cake in the world because you dedicated, I don't know, God knows how many hours to it, and it's not really great with people, and you still keep it on the menu, you're going to lose customers. Oh, if you keep putting out the same type of artwork or the same kind of music, and no one is receptive yeah. to it, maybe you should switch it up because <laughs> that is just it's the universe work. trying to tell you move on. <laughs> with being an artist looked. Understand gives the artist development. Talking about this because this is where I actually don't like and, okay, let's get into the nitty gritty of artist development. Okay. When they were making pop stars and your boxes like NSYNC <laughs> and Backstreet Boys and really taking child stars and creating pop stars, right? And that is what has become of Blake and Britney Spears, right? So, had all the power. They had all the distribution, artist development. Invested so much money into yep. that, which yeah. is basically, essentially, in your record deal, that's what you're paying for, is the marketing, distribution, and the artist development. But now, 
has changed the game and then the perception of a creative and the perception as an artist because back in the day I make a living yeah. off of art starving artists idea of oh yeah you can't make that's not a real career you can't make money off that but now it's like a trillion dollar industry because think about what, how much money museums make art lawyer firms make and all those different kinds of logistics and how many patrons yeah. and donations they get from people so at the same time with music right like okay we have the ariana grandes and we have the justin bieber's whole different formula the algorithm has changed from whereas okay they just got mm -hmm. child stars and turned them into pop stars that's what they do with ariana grande Odeon, she's an actress but she can sing her into a pop star and these kids on youtube back then Right. You had to go into these little yeah. hubs and bars to find these kids or you held auditions. American Idol, right? Yeah. You have people that audition from all over the country and it's televised. That's how One Direction came to be. The other, what is that, Fifth Harmony bands with the internet have millions of followers behind already. But brand that's developed because they invested in themselves. As DJs, I have a lot of friends that they still with records and then i have a lot of friends that still dj would her in college was illustration so graphite pencils charcoal all those classical mediums like yes you make your following online but weighted to their their worth based off of numbers yeah that it's an artist fan doing a show and you yeah. get two people in the room two but those two people are rocking with you. They're your full-on yeah. fans. Like, they support you. They buy your merch. They do all that, right? With social media, times two, those numbers could be fake. Don't even equate to real people. Like, let's say for the algorithm, right? Okay, from a marketing standpoint, interesting to see because people with 30,000. I know people with 100,000. I know people with a million. My friends, and I talk yeah. to them and tell them, understand, because... 3,000 followers, but only average 100 likes. <laughs> bro, like you got 30, it doesn't make sense bro. because are those really your fans, bro? Are those really your people? Fans? <laughs> really your niche? Like, is that really your market? Because I don't think that those are really your people. I think 100 um, likes. Yeah, like the downside of technology, like everything has downsides. I'm not denying that. It is to see. I haven't gone through the necessary to get there. And you can obviously tell this. Through development, because labels and other people see them as popping because they have numbers. So talented and have like a hundred followers post, but you could be so talented. Day, like in the Renaissance, all that. And patrons. If you are an artist, you had a patron. You just invest in yourself. And, it, and I think that's to get investors and what have you, but also invest in yourself because then investors will, okay, cool. Themselves, they believe in themselves. More likely that you will get invest in you. Ascend. Yeah. Knowing that you your yeah. ROI, yeah. you care about your craft. Well, I'm doing it for free for exposure or I'm doing it for free is for the birds. <laughs> like, oh, you know what? Can you design something for me? But I don't have the money right now. But you just shot a music video, bro. Mean. <laughs> None of that. Like, and 
think people really need to learn ROI because I think when you actually understand what return of investment actually means, you will understand the other party better because no one is going to invest in you if you can't return them anything. Like, we're not... Okay, there's like the ROI and then the ROO, which is the return of opportunity. But if it's like not benefiting either of you, what is the point? Yeah. Then it's not the right fit. Exactly. But a, a naive, starving artist... Or artists starting out will get suckered into that and get trapped if they are not told and taught. People like you are really, really needed and it's important because they need to be taught this. I personally think that every artist, it should be mandatory that they go into some kind of education. Doing business workshops for artists because I think it's important. There's not a lot creative industry. There's a, a lot of to do this and how to do that but not your own business and protect yourself because i don't think creatives easy for someone that's or a non-creative to and i'm not going like non-creative versus creative i'm not being that prejudiced or discriminatory towards that but the thing is is that non-creatives will think oh it's easy to do that easy to make it created like isn't it super easy you just have to like edit it and put it all together and i'm like what magic pot about like what like how am i going to make it appear completed around time right yeah timetables i don't think that people and how creatives things that you need to provide too so that you don't the same same level of expectation and yourself for client to say i'm is so and so, but you gave me like a bunch of revision, the charge for the extra revisions, extra edits, and what have you. But yeah, rightfully so because you're putting in the extra time. Hundred percent. Like, see, and this is where professionalism comes in, and a lot of mentorship. Like, you know, because I've met professional designers that actually give me their their price sheets, and yes. then and, and like this is what it is. Revisions cost this much. If I'm working for, we can go for a one-off package or we can go on an, on an IRA, rate, et cetera, whatever, whatever it is. And then we get it done. And I feel like when a lot, when artists actually understand that they need to kind of come like that and they need to. I think that it um, needs to be more, which I love that you use that example because, sorry to cut you off, to use that example. No I think musicians need to do that more. I don't think they do that enough yeah. because I, I've I booked musicians. I've seen their work. They only have a portfolio, but they don't have a quota. They don't have bid. I yeah. don't think they, they need bid sheets. They need price lists. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's another thing is that comes with professionalism. They're like, okay, bro, we'll work on it. Like, you know, but it's just word of mouth. It's not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, it's, this is what it, you, this is what you're about. But I think too, before you have a meeting discussing negotiating prices, you need to already have those things developed. And, and how much is your time really worth? How much it time is- do you, have you already put in? But I also think too is also when you're doing these biddings and uh, price sheets and what have you, and uh, giving them your press kits, that you need to let them know these are the places that I've worked at. These yeah. are the rates this is the highest rate i will go and this is the lowest rate i will go so and and you know you're a business major you went to business school and the thing is too is that 
you will save so much time because it'll filter exactly. out the people that you don't exactly. need to do business with. 100%. And people, and the key word that you used there was time because people need to understand the, the essence and the importance of time. No one should, should, should be booking you thinking that they've already got your time. You need to let them know, okay, cool. This is the price I, I'm willing to, like, this, this lowest, this the highest. And you, and, and you need to communicate to them that, that they need, that they need to understand that if they don't get back to you in a certain amount of time, that you need to go and find elsewhere because you're going to lose by you wait, waiting for them momentum to get momentum and you're, yeah. and it, that's another thing is like, we can go into a whole other thing about negotiation yeah. another time, <laughs> yeah. but you already yeah. know yeah. how right. it is. It's like the sense of urgency yeah. and just all that, but it, it's like, okay, yes, the trust needs to be there. Second yeah. of all, I need to know that we're both going to be, be able to commit. Because I think that's yeah. that's a, a, one of the things I, that, like, I think that's so unprofessional when someone like ghosts you. Yeah. <laughs> when, when someone like, yeah, 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 well, yeah. Well, like, if if we are going gonna, gonna go into this conversation, I've got loads. But like, one just recently happened to me where I'm still waiting to be paid, and like, and it was the booking was through a friend, so I kind of laid it on trust and yeah. I went with an oral agreement. Listen, when and you're doing business, bro, they ain't your friend. I, yeah. Yeah. I like I've been stung before like that. So ever since then I've been going by agreements, like either through a third party that would facilitate the, the money transfer or through an agreement where I would give to give it to them every week to, and then they sign. It's just an agreement, not, yeah, not a contract. It, it, just, and that's the thing out. too. It's like, Yo, if you yeah. if you want to secure the commitment as well, get a deposit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, get a deposit oh, yeah. and then or make it refundable when it's completed. Okay, well you get to get. That's how hotels do it. That's how a lot of major corporations do it. Okay, let's say for example, usually I have a two hundred dollar deposit stipulation, right, in my contracts. Whereas, okay, yeah. well you can put two hundred dollar deposit down or and you can do like payments or you can pay it in full and then if it doesn't work you can get the 200 dollars back yeah oh okay so a refundable deposit yeah I, a refundable I mean, deposit, never... or you can just do yeah. it it really just depends on what your work is yeah if it like because let's say for example what if someone cancels when yeah. you're doing a gig, what if someone cancels on you? If they can't, so let's say if they don't get, provide, I'll do like a number of days, right? If you don't provide yeah. me like your cancellation within like a couple days or a couple weeks or whatever, then you're not going to get your refund. You're not going to get the deposit back because you just wasted my time. Because think about it, right? You go into this whole brainstorming process with your client and you had five meetings with them already and they decided to yeah. pull out the last minute and you get nothing yeah, you, in you return. That money back. Yeah, you, yeah. You need to get that money back. <laughs> you need to get that. You need to get time back. But you need to get time the back. The thing is, Sally, is that that comes with professionalism because let's yeah. say if you're on the underground, you're an underground artist and you're like, oh, okay, whatever. Dang, I'm not going to be, you don't have grounds to complain because you didn't give them anything or any sort of stipulation saying that they agreed to pay you that amount at that time yeah. and what have you. If you don't have an a binding agreement, a contract, 
or just an agreement that's yeah, written just, down, yeah. then why do you think you have grounds? Yeah, I mean, under, yes, right. yes, I understand. Okay, word of mouth. But no, that's not how business people do. I can go on about poor business practice. I think that it, it's just people need to know to, as creatives, I think that we need to be taken seriously, but we have to set the tone as creative. Yeah. Honestly, based based on my recent recent experience, I would actually advise anyone not to go through the to actually handle the, the negotiations themselves or hire have a negotiator. A ne- hire a negotiator yeah. because that'll be worth the money. I promise you. Yeah. Hire an entertainment lawyer. I think that it's like I think that if you want to go, if you want to go in a high grossing industry, creative industry, you definitely yeah. need a business manager. Yep. Like a business account manager, not like not just a CPA that's doing your accounting, but an actual business account manager, not like the manager that does your day to day, but like that monitors your assets. Yeah, because I agree with that. I agree with that. And it could be someone because you don't know everything. And that's the thing, too, is that creatives think they know everything. But that's why. You're burnt out. You're burnt out because I, you think you can handle everything. I completely agree. I completely agree with that because even though I'm a business professional, I like sorry, business um, graduate and or major, I still would need to hire a manager. I still need to hire a manager to do that because not because of the fact that I like the the, the fact that I don't have the knowledge in, in what he's going to do, but the fact that I can delegate tasks to him yeah. that, that allows me. to that allows me to focus on what I need to focus on. And I think that um, what's helped you with your business education is that you understand what yeah. is going to happen. But yeah. a business yeah. manager can help you navigate what would be the wise decisions. But it yeah. has taught, it, it, your education has taught you, okay, this is what it means. But as far as your business manager, they go in and tell you, this is what's going to happen or this is how we should do it. And I think that those things are super important because like I mentioned, it saves you a lot of time. Yeah. And I am so, okay. I don't know what your thoughts on this are, but I am so anti do not hire your friends as your, (laughs) as your professional team. You can have them on your entourage, but don't hire them as like, I know there are some people that are, they hire their friends as their managers. They hire their friends as, which they have no experience on, which is totally fine if that you want to go that route. But I feel like that's like, it's a a big big setback. It's It's a a huge risk. It's a big setback, especially if your, if your friend doesn't know what they're doing, especially if your friend, yeah, yeah, they're free, but, but it's very risky to do that because you need to see, your your career, your craft as something long term, and the decisions that your friend makes could really stifle your growth. Could really stifle your lifespan. For example, it's like you living in the UK, right? Yeah. I'm living, sorry, or in the US, a developed Western country, and you hire your friend and says, "Okay, um, which economy is the best to go into and start working?" And your friend says. Let's go to They're like let's Gambia. go to a third world nation. Yeah, but that let's, yeah. Let's go to Gambia. I, yeah, 
it's like they'll say, "Let's go to a third world yeah, nation." Let's go that to has- like Gambia. yeah. Let's go to like a country like Gambia or Tanzania, and like let's let's build our, our business there, ignoring the fact that your lifespan your lifespan will be cut extremely short when you go into those like that's that's what I'm trying to say. Like you like those decisions like that in a figurative business um in a, in a figurative artist sense your friends making the decisions for you that are not really wise will cut your lifespan in the industry short because and, and it's also just dangerous not- because it'll cut your longevity but it will also it'll destroy that relationship it will <laughs> and you don't know like they could be setting you up or what have you and there's just a whole bunch of different possibilities but they could be in it for themselves as well they could they 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 could literally just be in it for themselves and just like without really adding anything to your life if that makes sense for sure or to your artistry and i think that that's also um a thing too i think that um i guess let's reel it back in I think bring it back in. Okay. For Nomi visuals, I think that it's very important to teach artists and creatives that they need the mentorship and they need the creative community. They need to be able to encourage one another. Like what we're doing now, we're encouraging one another because we can relate on so many different levels. Whereas if we isolate ourselves, we think we're alone. And we're not learning from anything, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that, like there's so many things that there's so many things that we have to consider, especially with our with our artistry. I personally treat my craft, my artistry as my baby. <laughs> for sure. I and I wanna care for it. And we're every sensitive single... about it, man. We're sensitive about our yeah. artistry. It, it, exactly. And when you put yourself into like a father or mother in my case, fathering perspective, you want to protect your child at all costs. I think that we just have the instinct to not, to want the best for our, for our children. So if we want the best for our children, I think it's time that we like, especially when, when we hear the analogy of parents spend the most money on their, on, on their kids or they do this. The reason why is because they know it's going to ensure that that child grows up to be, to have the best chance in life. We need to also do that for our artistry. And I come to actually learn that. I learned that quite early. Yeah. So, so investing in, in my art was never a thing because I understood business management, but I know that a lot of people don't have that knowledge. And a lot of people try to take shortcuts. They try to get the free, the, as much freebies as possible, <laughs> which I don't knock. I don't knock people yeah. going for that, but there will, be, but there will be a point that you need to say, Hey, listen, I need to attend that networking event because this person is going to be there. That person will be there. Yes, the price is good. It, it costs two hundred and fifty, but the reason but why it's costing two hundred fifty because it, these people—that's what we go back on you. to the return yeah. on opportunity. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which which a child is exactly. Then, yeah, like which if you invest in the um, I don't know, I don't have a child, so <laughs> same. This, this, I don't have any children, they, but I feel yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But so the exam, the examples that I'm going to use is going to be very wild. So you might invest in the, I don't know, the, um, the best pram in the world, mm-hmm. right? Because you know that you want to give, give that baby the best comfort so that they're not traumatized by their environment. Yeah. That's my thinking of 
why I would invest in the best prime in the world for, for my child. Yes. But, you know, but, and you can't afford, like, personally speaking, like, especially, I understand that economic situations can play into it as well. You as an artist may not have enough money, but the most important part is you need to set some money aside because I, think I, I always remember this. need to feel, they need the capital. Or, bro, you need to have side yeah. hustles to support your dream, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I, I completely agree with that. And, like, and Ludacris, there, were, there was this interview with Ludacris and Tyrese when they were promoting Fast and Furious on the Breakfast Club that they that Ludacris actually revealed that he worked in a company until he made 20K. And then after he made 20K, he quit the job completely and went full-time with his, with his art music career. He never, yeah. in the time that he was working for the company, he wasn't putting out music. All he was doing was just um, going to a studio, making sure it sounds good, and networking with people, giving people samples, letting people know what he, was, what he could do so that when it comes to the time that, that now he's ready to release singles, and he's now ready to actually build on momentum and etc. He had the money ready. That's sort of and twenty k. But that is a smart business move. That's strategic. Exactly. That's very yeah. Uh, that's literally why I'm saying that because for you to put aside twenty k's to to really put back in to put into the craft is something that artists really need to consider because. Because it's just like any other business. Yeah. Like going back to what we were talking about earlier, the, the creatives and the non-creatives, people don't understand the creatives. The people that do understand creatives are other entrepreneurs exactly. because they know it crosses. They know that there are areas that, that both lives meet and they know that artists still need to invest in the microphone. They, 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 they need, need to, to invest um, need to in the equipment, in, in the software, yeah. all the subscriptions exactly. that we need because we need to be able to Studio. have high quality work and to be able to produce exactly. it. Right. So, like, so artists a lot, in my opinion, they really need, they really need to really look at it in a business perspective, from a business perspective, sorry. I was very lucky to, uh, very fortunate that I went to business school. I was going to say, like, how I didn't, I didn't your go, story is very huh? unique because you actually come from a business background. How has that helped with your creativity and with it, your artistry and, and your brand? It really helped a lot in my, in, like, in all honesty. I didn't even want to go to business school. I didn't want to go, like, I wanted to really pursue music full time, like, just do it um, because I had that passion um, in the beginning, but my parents actually said, no, <laughs> you need to go. I feel you need you to know. go to, you know, it, like it was an ancient mindset, no, but they I said, you, need you to I go got to the you. Asian expectations yeah. on my side. <laughs> I, got the, I got the African one. Like, so like that Nigerian yeah. friends, y'all got, y'all are smart <laughs> and educated. Thank you. I guess. Uh, yeah, so like my parents literally made made me like say, yeah, you need to go uni, do whatever you want in uni, but just <laughs> just go and get something so well, that you when you help. pursue this, you have something to pull back. I then. feel like that was helpful because it helped you it create was. life experiences. Now you can tell people, it did. I have a business background, yeah. but I'm also an artist. I'm an entrepreneur for real. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think that that's, yeah. but I think it's yeah, yeah, I, I, it is. It is a very unique experience in the sense that I'm the type to not push off. Like if someone asks me for help, I will always 
give time to help them because personally, this is not an industry where you want to turn away help, you know, my, my uh, thing where is, you want to say, no, no, you go figure it yes. out. And my thing is, is that I'm not all about that soul living life solo, doing things solo. I mean, yeah, I keep to myself. I'm like an extrovert, introvert, but also at the same time, when it yeah. comes to the community, I'm all about helping build people yeah. up. I'm all yeah. about leadership. I'm all about teams because you can't build a successful brand without a team. You can't as much as there's yeah. not enough bandwidth. 100%. You can't do it by yourself. You need to be able to delegate because you're going to burn out. I've done it. I've lived yeah. it. The, yeah. And the thing is, 100%. is that you, you need, I personally would rather lift someone else up and lift other people up than tear someone down. I'd rather speak life into people yeah. than be destructive. So that's where yeah. I come in and that's how I live my life. But that's also how I want to help other artists and providing these, these stories and these testimonies, I guess you can say are really powerful and I think that they need to be heard and we need to share our stories so that we can help other people that are currently going through it that will probably go through it that are considering it and I think that that's really what it is yeah like the reason why I said I wouldn't turn people away is because in my past like when I first got into DJing I was turned away like the only thing I went was for a workshop I went to a workshop where they were teaching people how to DJ. Yeah. And after that, I tried to, I tried to talk to the people and say, where do I go from now? Like, where do I go now? Like, you know, I'm pretty much stuck. I, I don't really know where to go from here, yeah. you know, after the workshop is done. And they were like, well, I don't know. It's what you make of it. See, and that's why like, it sucks. I'm like, yeah, I hate like, that. That's, you know, I was, you know what, it, you know what's, you know what's my biggest pet peeve about that whole situation? <laughs> Is that there are some people they don't want to tell people how they did it because they feel like you're in the competition. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so lame. I'm like, no. I'm definitely the kind of person where I'm like, okay, you want to start in this? Okay, well, you got to get this, this, and this. You got to make sure that you're on point with your visuals. You got to make sure you're on yeah. point with your logos. Like all this, like you essentially, you're putting them on game. You're, yeah. you're, you're educating them because you know what it's like to struggle and how much time it took you to realize that you needed these it, things. Like it takes, I, there are some people that don't have been in business for like 50 years or 25 years and they still don't have a logo, like a solid logo. <laughs> they don't have a website or they don't have a phone I'm number. I'm sorry, I'm sorry for laughing, but if you're not thinking, if you're not thinking on that level, you need to, don't, why don't are you in business? You are you in business? Well, yeah, you might as well do it as a hobby. You might as well do it as a hobby. In my, in my honest opinion, if you don't have something where people can go to to find your stuff. That's another thing is, is that I don't think artists have enough action, call to actions. I think yeah. that that's also what people will lack. In their work or in their pitch, like, bro, if you have a pitch, I I think all artists should develop a pitch because you want to bring it back. Okay, this is your mission. My mission is to help artists become entrepreneurs, right? That's my mission of Nomi Visuals and what have you. But at the end of the day, I just want to help people, but this is how we're going to do it. 
that's my call to action. I'll teach you how to do it. But those are the services that I provide. Under, if, like, on, 100%. And I completely agree with the fact that, that, that you need a pitch. Over here is called mission statement. Like, oh, uh, yeah, well, actually, sure. actually, I'm not sure if it's, well, anyway, the, the point is you need a mission statement. Every business needs a, a, a mission statement. Every artist needs to cement what they're here for. We know what Kendrick Lamar is here for. And that's not, that's through his albums, but yeah, but that's not why he got signed to TDE. TDE yeah. had to, like, he had to pitch something to TDE to make him sign it. Everyone that's going to regulate representing something bigger. And that's the thing, too, yeah. is that if you want longevity, you have to build no, that. No. In, okay. You have to build that into your mission statement of being, okay, let's say, for example, if I'm a company or a brand that focuses on sustainability, I need to put that in my lifestyle, in my mission statement. This is what we focus on. Yeah. But people need to know that from the beginning. I, I think that it, it needs to be built in the company culture. I, yeah. I think that every artist should be running their work as a company, like as yeah. a com- their own company. It's not it even necessarily their own brand, but it's their own company. Because let's say, for example, why wouldn't you have a team of 30 plus people if you're producing so much work on so many different levels, especially if you're on a globalized level? Why wouldn't you have people in China or Japan or like in the States or in the UK, you know, and and that's the thing. But I I definitely agree. I think that even artists should have mission statements because what are you doing it for, bro? You're just making music that's dope. But like, (laughs) but why? why? And I think what is your impact as an artist? See, I'm all about being impactful and living intentionally. Like, I just want I already. So I used to do the art show circuit. wasn't for me. I already decided when I was in college what kind of artist I wanted to be. And I want to be an artist that helps other artists. That's good. At the end of the That's day. Good. But I, I think That's, that people... That's what supposed to be, though. Like, I, 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 like, I'm sorry, but, like, you're putting this on this... Uh, like, once you get to the top, you're supposed to extend your arm down to help someone. Every religious text on this planet yeah. talks of that same mantra. Every like well, even it's the humble servant, right? Terrible of okay, well, I'm gonna do things without expecting anything in return, and that's yeah. how I live. I can't live like opportunistic. Oh, Every, I even, expect even, something an entitlement. Like, wh- yeah. what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> like, like, even even atheists they turn around and say, yeah, like, like you need to actually do that for the advancement of the human species. If you don't yes. turn around and do that, like, so everything is all working in tandem to actually make sure that people turn around and actually give back to each other. Yeah. Science, biology, everything does that. But yet you Everything's have people. symbiotic. Yeah. But, but yet you have people that want to turn around and don't do that and go against, go against everything that the world is built on. Yeah. And you just like, when I went through that experience, I don't, I, I don't think you understand. It made me want to do more so that I don't, so, so that those guys can be phased out of existence. I, I think, <laughs> and that's kind of what I feel you, because I think that's kind of what fueled my mission to help other artists because I didn't get the help. Yeah. No one was helping me or no one was offering. But then also at the same time, I did have a mentor that helped me later on. 
yeah. in my career. When I decided to be a professional or be in the creative and entertainment industry professionally, that's when I found mentorship. But if you don't have a mentor, you're kind of screwed. Like yeah. You have to learn everything on your own. So that's why I, I like creating these episodes and interviews and podcasts just to help people because at the end of the day, we're all in this together. We're all in the same industry. <laughs> we're all in the creative industry. We're just working with different mediums. And subscribe to Nomi Chronicles and DJ T-Cell.